0: Hello and welcome to Unabashed Book Snobbery, the podcast where we gush about George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire and complain about its antithetical adaptation, Game of Thrones. This is where being a book snob is a good thing. Julia. Hi, guys. The two of us write for thefandamentals.com for fundamentally sound fandom analysis, all kinds of fandom news, reviews, and a lot of analysis on any sort of geeky media. Um, We're also, you know, fond of talking about how much we don't like Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you put it that way, it kind of like makes us sound really
0: whiny but yeah okay. maybe we are whiny but at maybe. the same time this is such a like tentpole show of mm-hmm. all media you know what i mean
1: yeah well it's kind of everywhere
0: it is i just <laughs> i was happily sitting eating my breakfast cu- popcorn at black panther yesterday and there is just <sighs> some like at&t ad and it was like oh you can binge watch things and i had to see stupid john snow breathing in after he had been dead and I was like oh yeah he was dead and then I got annoyed that I was thinking about Game of Thrones (laughs) it's everywhere and yeah the thing is you know Game of Thrones falls apart on its own merits Julie and I talk about this a lot our entire podcast feed is sort of devoted to that (laughs) but if you know anything about the books it's so much worse
1: yeah it's like the more you know about it, the worse it gets. It's like the science on Star Trek.
0: Yeah, especially cuz like, you know, we're rather fans of the books. Um certainly with its problems, we can still safely say there is something Martin is trying to like do with the books. He wrote it for a reason and there's themes and character arcs and messages and a lot of times it's what you put in that you yeah. get out of it. Um, but I think
1: that's kind of the definition of literature, but exactly. Yeah. And
0: I, I think what makes a song of ice and fire so unique for my experience is the close POV structure.
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's defining feature.
0: Yeah. And I haven't seen it much anywhere else. And what it lends itself to is that on reread, you're really able to focus in on each character in a way uh, that you might not have otherwise. So what Julia and I like to do, and we've done this a couple of times on this podcast feed too, is read just one character at a time. Like, we did that for Cersei Lannister. We did that for mm-hmm. Quentin. Uh, we kind of did that for Bran. We did a little half-assed for Bran. Yeah, well, cause I, don't, I don't think I could have sat down and read all of Bran's chapters like that. <laughs> we did it for the Ironborn Theater. Uh, mm-hmm. Jamie and Brienne we read together because they're so thematically linked. Uh, so Julia and I were like, hey, guess what character we haven't focused on
1: <laughs> i think i said that
0: and you yeah. were like
1: oh fine
0: and i was like <laughs> i don't care here's the thing you, you know what's kind of weird about a song of ice and fire is that like the three quote-unquote main characters being john danny and Tyrion. i'm not sure i really like any of them that much
1: like, well it's not quite as bad as how much i dislike carrying sex in the city but i see what you mean
0: yeah, I mean, I don't dislike John or Danny. I'm just not overly won over by them.
1: So, what you're saying is that you do dislike Tyrion? I think I dislike Tyrion. <laughs>
0: as a character or as a person? As a character, he's good. As a, yeah. as a character, even like, Victorian has his uses, you know? But Tuzzy? No. <laughs> God. I, wasn't that the conclusion we came to? We're like, I'm not sure they needed all these Nunkles. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean I think as a as a character, Tyrion's a wonderful foil and he works on a literary level. As a person, well, we're gonna be discussing that because he's far and away the P O V with the most chapters. It's like yes. not even close.
1: He has fifteen in the clash of things.
0: Yeah. Martin seems to really, really like him. And uh, yeah, so Julia and I were like, okay, we have to, we can't do this all at once because that's just ridiculous. So this podcast is going to be focused on his chapters in the first two books, mm-hmm. and we're calling it the Rise of Tyrion Lannister.
1: Yes, because you can kind of see the Battle of the Blackwater is the apogee of his his political influence and like power, I suppose. Like, which is kind and of what he, he wants.
0: Dies, in the world. But yeah, yeah,
1: but you know, that's kind of has his own.
0: Yeah, and then eventually we're going to do The Fall. Mm-hmm. Um, Which so is a that, Storm of Swords. Right, that will come out at some time. But really the point of this podcast is just to talk about the themes and sort of what Tyrion's character arc is and how it's situated in the story as a whole for uh, Game of Thrones and A Clash of Kings.
1: Yeah, and Kylie will say that he's horrible and I'll try to pull back a
0: little bit from that. I, I'm
1: not like that. I
0: just, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm not that bad. I get where he's coming from. I'm just not sympathetic to him. <laughs> well, there's definitely times when when I was doing this reread
1: that I was more sympathetic to him than I thought I would be. I think that's fair. Yeah.
0: But we were going to talk about it. So uh we're not going to pretend that we're doing a high-level recap of the chapters, because frankly, the chapters are our structure. We're gonna talk through the chapters and sort of do an analysis along the way and then have some you know, uh, chats after that about the themes that came out and some things we want to say. Sounds good. So, so yeah. Do you want to start off with Tyrion one in a game of Thrones? I
1: I know a lot of people find it annoying, but I think that like naming the chapters things other than the character was a good decision because so Tyrion one, uh, so Tyrion's (laughs) first chapter is actually after Bran has his accident and after everybody already arrives at
0: Winterfell, right? What would you have named this chapter then, Joya? Um, the subtle sibling. <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> well, he's definitely the subtle one in the family. That's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, Tyrion has been uh, studying all night in uh, the Winterfell library because they have like three or four books and he thinks that's exciting. And so he comes down to the yard. And Joffrey is being an asshole. He can't
0: abide the wailing of women. <laughs> yeah, well, because
1: Tyrion is like, yo, Joffrey, you should go to Lord and Lady Stark and be like, yo, I'm sorry. Your kid is probably going to die. And he's like, no, that's a waste of my time. I'm the prince. I don't have to do that. So then uh, Tyrion slaps him across the face. And yeah. I could have sworn that was a show thing, but hey, it happened. Wow. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, like I was astounded. This makes me actually want to go back and rewatch the show because I couldn't believe... How much dialogue they kept, and like the point that it it was the same scene, you know? Yeah. They were trying to adapt it. What is this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So then, after like Joffrey runs away crying, uh, Tyrion goes and he has breakfast with Jamie and Cersei and the two younger kids. And they're like kind of talking, he's talking about like, oh, the maester said that Bran might live. And Jamie and Cersei have just like the world's worst poker faces. They're just like exchanging glances and being all like, oh, that would be terrible. It would be terrible it's because like, he's in so much pain.
0: It's like the shifty eyes. Like you could just see how badly this is done.
1: Well, like Tyrion, it's kind of like interesting, especially like the more, the more the chapters roll on. And by the time we get to Clash of Kings, they're not even like, when Tyrion and Cersei talk about this, they're not even bothering to hide it. But, like, at this point, Tyrion isn't even thinking, my sister and my brother are fucking each other. Like, he clearly knows, but he doesn't even, like, articulate it in thought.
0: Well, yeah, get, get, uh, don't get used to this, folks, because this is one of the few chapters where Tyrion isn't constantly thinking about Cersei's vagina. (sighs)
1: Seriously.
0: Yeah, so.
1: (laughs) What is she doing with that vagina? What does it look like?
0: Is she Um, spreading her legs? Yeah. Oh, god.
1: Um, so yeah, they they talk about that and then basically I mean, this is a pretty mundane conversation, but it ends on a note of just that like Tyrion feels loyalty to his family. Yes. Right. And this is the first time that the whole thing about how like he has this very special connection to Jamie comes up. Yes. And how he thinks like he thinks that he can forgive Jamie anything because
0: Jamie was the one who always loved him. Yep, he made his childhood like bearable. Yeah. And this is also our first view inside Tyrion's head. And mm-hmm. you know, off the bat, like he calls himself dwarf nonstop. He thinks about mm-hmm. his, you know, quote unquote stunted legs nonstop. Like he every single sentence he's aware yeah. of his disability and thinking. And like about in a it. in
1: a physical way, like his legs are always cramping on him and like he mm-hmm. walks awkwardly. So it's not it's not just like, you know, him kind of being his internal ableism. It's it's even like he f- kind of physically feels his disability all the time.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that was something very conscious from the start. It's mm-hmm. really weird reading this to think that, like, Martin introduced him to the series as, like, somersaulting and doing, like, a triple cow in front of Jon Snow.
1: You're yeah.
0: Like, okay, that was a weird way to introduce this character. That's a
1: little bit of a disconnect.
0: Yeah. So, I don't...
1: I mean, like, thematically, it kind of works. Like, like, the whole thing where he acts like a clown, literally.
0: Yeah, so people laugh at him, yeah. but it's his call and yeah. he's in charge of that rather than waiting to be laughed at. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, this is this was a good opening chapter to getting inside his head how he navigates the world and how he feels about his family. And Pretty basic. Yeah, he also
1: says in this chapter that he's gonna take a road trip to the wall because he feels like it.
0: I don't blame him. No. Oh. Is that, like, weird? I just, I honestly don't blame him. If I were that far north, and be like, okay, I'm never gonna be this far north again. I like tourism. I'm in favor of tourism. Yeah, I'd be, like, I'd be really hitting up everywhere, like, get me to, you know, White Harbor. I want to eat some stew. Like, (laughs) let me live a little. Do they have stew in White Harbor? Isn't that in the sisters? Sister stew. Sister stew, yeah. I'm sure they have stew in White Harbor because they have all types of seafood. They have to have chowder. There's, um when Game of Do they Dance, have a chatter fountain, though? Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're into season two of The Good Place, then? Oh, I finished it. What'd you think? Um, It's really, really good. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Tyrion. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So they're riding up north, and first of all, it takes like three fucking weeks to get there. Just like, you know, keep that, keep that in the back of your mind. It takes like three fucking weeks to get to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyrion's like really into all the scenery porn. And... He spends all his free time like reading books, which John thinks is really weird.
0: And uh, John this- is so painfully fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he from thinks Tyrion's- everything is lame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From Tyrion's point of view, it's funny because, like, from John's point of view, he's just like trying to do the best he can with this really shitty hand that was dealt to him. But from mm-hmm. Tyrion's point of view, he's just like, <laughs> he's that high school student who's like mad he has to go to the pep rallies, you know. <laughs> like- <laughs> well
1: pepperonis are
0: stupid he's like under the bleachers like oh i don't want to go
1: <laughs> um well the thing that stood out to me uh, about this chapter is like uh Tyrion's exposition like he starts kind of expositoring exposifying what's the word expositing
0: Ex- exp- expositing <laughs>
1: he starts expositing about the field of fire and like how he used to be really fascinated about dragons when he was a kid, and he would like light a bunch of torches and pretend that he's like was like in the middle of a dragon or something like that. That's strange. Yeah, so he was really into dragons, which obviously can only mean that he's a secret Targaryen. But um, then back in the real world, he starts making fun of John because, yeah,
0: like pretty unnecessarily too. First of all, he's twice his age. Mm-hmm. Second of all, he knows what it means to be a bastard in this society and why John is doing what he's doing. Like, like he's just being an asshole and basically, like, telling him Night's Watch is going to suck and you're an idiot. Yeah. It's like, what other choice does he have, dude?
1: Yeah. Tell me if I'm uh talking about the show way too much. But they basically gave this scene to Jamie, right? And um, had Jamie be the asshole rather than Tyrion.
0: They didn't have Tyrion do that, I can tell you for sure. Yeah, because they had
1: Tyrion, like, they had several scenes in the first season where he was, like, dispensing wisdom <laughs> onto John. <laughs> But then they had Jamie do that whole thing, just like, congratulations for being in the nice watch. I was like sarcastic. Well, they right? did
0: have Tyrion be like, Oh, look, those are your new brothers and they're rapers. So there's a little bit of that, but he definitely wasn't like an asshole and John wasn't yeah. close to tears and wolf, wolf, ghosts never tried to like eat him. <laughs> yeah. Cause basically Tyrion just antagonizes him and antagonizes him. And then John gets upset and then like, he almost accidentally six Ghost on him because Tyrion, yeah. Tyrion basically steps forward to be like, yo, I'm sorry, and Ghost is like, ah, but not <laughs> saying anything because it's Ghost.
1: Yeah. Ghost doesn't make noise.
0: I think my favorite part of this chapter, like, th- that's all this chapter is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a travel, but I think my favorite part of this is that Tyrion is like an reasonably angry that Benjen exists. The
1: of the <laughs> well, Benjen is kind of angry that he has to babysit this Lord Lake all the way
0: up to the wall. Yeah, so Tyrion's like, oh, this guy's being so rude to me. So then at one point, it's like, you know, getting colder because they're going north and Benjen asks Tyrion, hey, do you want my cloak? And Tyrion takes it. Yeah. And then Tyrion like throws himself a congratulatory party for taking the cloak for like five paragraphs. Is he's like, I bet he wants that cloak now. Well, he doesn't have it because he offered it to me <laughs> blanisters always take what's offered now he learns haha ha, that dumbass <laughs> without his cloak and you're like oh, um he offered it to you mm-hmm.
1: so i have a question yeah um uh, why do you think uh Tyrion is the way he is to john
0: um because <laughs> he's an asshole <laughs> like what do you want me to say
1: i you I to go a little bit deeper than that
0: okay he is angry at his lot in life mm-hmm and I think what he doesn't like are people, it's a little Sandor Clegane-esque, where he doesn't like people holding on to these illusions about how cool the world can be mm-hmm. and like how romantic the world can be when it's like, no, it's this pile of piss that he's lived through, right? Yeah. And it's sucky. So then John is like, I'm going to be a brave Night's Watch and like, <laughs> you know, Yorin is with them and... Like he hasn't bathed in three months. Oh poor yard. And then like, you know, the the recruits that are joining with John are literally rapers. So, you know, I From think the Tyrion, I don't know why Tyrion was being so unnecessarily cruel about it. That's mm-hmm. what gets me. But I think it's just any kind of optimism he finds as cause for derision, really. Just because of how deeply felt his um it's not just pessimism, it's like complete cynicism about the world. Misanthropy. Is. Yes. <laughs> so that's that's the best I can decide. That doesn't change that he's being an asshole. Yeah. Well there they'll... are misanthropes who are not assholes.
1: <laughs> I think I'm a misanthrope who's not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on.
1: Yeah. So the next Tyrion chapter is right before he's going to leave the wall. Um uh, there's a bunch of like John chapters in between. I remember we where- all sorts of John related shenanigans happen. Yeah, Tyrion's around <laughs> and nice ish mm-hmm. to John. And he doesn't give him a lecture about classism. No. Weird. Um, so um, they're basically having a good pie party, I guess, for Tyrion, all the officers, and Lord Mormont. And they got him crab. Like, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah. And yeah, he kind of butts heads with uh, what's his face? Alistair. Alistair Thorne. Yeah. So when everybody leaves, uh, Lord Adieu, Mormont. do then? <laughs> Lord Mormon is like, yo, Tyrion. Um, you're like well connected, so can you please like tell the king how fucked we are, and maybe he should do something about it.
0: And Tyrion's kind of like, okay, whatever, dude. Yeah, well,
1: he's kind of like embarrassed. I think mean, he says he's embarrassed for him. I, he's I think like, that's, who
0: asks for what they need.
1: I, I mean, it's, it's his whole like kind of like contempt for idealism
0: again, right? Yeah. Um. So then, and Mormon uh, tries to be like, "There's a cold." yeah so Tyrion's like okay he's I like i have winter. this
1: vague yeah i have this vague sense of like foreboding i'm definitely yeah. the first volume of a multi-part fantasy epic i'm sorry um- we
0: can't we can't skip over the fact that T- Alistair was being an asshole to him so then he challenges him to a duel by hopping up onto the table and waving a fork in his face yeah Tyrion's a bit of a class clown yeah like he's definitely acting out to get laughs in a way that like he controls that narrative, but that's definitely something that Martin plays down as time goes on and as he writes more of this character. Yeah, and it's to a point where it really sticks out in the first books, and you're like, I'm not sure I see like a song of a storm of swords, Tyrion doing this. You know, well, a storm of swords, Tyrion
1: is is different from a Game know, of Thrones Tyrion but- just because of his experiences. I mean, even so,
0: like I just it's jarring. It's yeah. jarring. I mean, like, I, mean, I, know, everyone, I guess we'll talk
1: about it later. Like
0: um, Everyone thinks it's really funny, though.
1: <laughs> well, he's a dwarf and he exists. It's like, a, it's like a man in a dress, you know? It's just inherently funny. Um, oh, my God. Is this
0: like Fuller House?
1: <laughs> More or less. I mean, you think if they had a little person character
0: on Fuller oh House, there God. wouldn't be a laugh track every single time he walked oh into the God, room? Oh, my God. Please don't give him ideas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For the Fuller House writers that listen to Unabashed Book's <laughs>
1: Um, so, Tyrion, after the dinner, he gets this, like, sudden whim to go to the top of the wall, because why not inconvenience two guys who have to manually winch him up there? Um,
0: I mean, again, it is his last opportunity, yeah. so I get it. I know,
1: but just, I don't, like, I think that I would be, like, such a Martell about it that I would never go up there just because I would be upset that these guys have to winch me up. I'm too
0: scared of heights to do something like <laughs> that, too, but...
1: Okay, so he meets John up there and they kind of, like, bond
0: some more. John like, was given the night shift again because yeah, Alistair's strategy like with him, him is to be yeah. horrible to him.
1: Because that's how you get people to love you. Um, yeah, they, they're Zula. kind of, like... <laughs> They've kind of been, like, bonding over their shared outcast status. and Like, they actually shake hands and call each
0: other friend. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, I like, mean, it's
1: kind of gonna end up being quite important, I suspect, that they're friends... Also-
0: it's also cute too because John's like talking about Pip and Gren, and Tyrion's like, "Oh, it's Pip now," and John's just like, "Yeah, I made friends." <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's so cute. Um, but yeah, that's 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 Tyrion three. Yeah, at, t- at Tyrion four. Um, you know, he uh, he's already captured, right?
1: Yeah, he, he remembers his captured flashback.
0: So what happened is that off-page Tyrion was traveling back down from the wall. Yeah, and then he stopped a- up
1: at Winterfell. That's pretty yeah. important.
0: And that's through a brand <coughs> chapter that we see that. Mm-hmm. So he like goes there. He has the special saddle designs for Bran, right? That's not the yeah. show? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think so. And he like, um, is like, Hey Johnson, hi. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. Then, uh, in Catelyn's chapter, he stops off at the end of the crossroads, and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm a Lannister! Who wants to give me a room? And Catelyn's like, oh shit, I yeah. know he tried to kill my son because Littlefinger told me. Uh, so then she she does the whole, like, I, you know, who's loyal to House Tully? And- yeah. Of-
1: okay, yeah. so...
0: I love this chapter so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, so they're slapping their asses through the mountains of the moon. And, like, Tyrion's kind of, like, figured out that, like, Kat's not that dumb because she told everyone that they're going to Winterfell and they're actually going to like the Vale of Arryn and he's just like oh shit. Um and then uh and, like it's a really really hard ride. It's it's not a very well traveled road even though it's like the main road. I don't know. I it, guess most people go like to the Vale no by one ship, lives right? in the Vale. <laughs> I think most people get there by ship. Like you take ship to Gulltown to get to the Vale.
0: Yeah, frankly, if this is how the roads are, I don't yeah. really blame anyone. Yeah, well the roads are like you know, full of like
1: mountain men. So, and like, um, so they, uh, he and Kat discuss the whole, cause she's just like, you sent that footpad after Bran and Tyrion's like, uh, no, I didn't. This is literally the first I've heard of this. And he gives like several very compelling arguments. Like, kind of, he pokes holes in Littlefinger's story, right? Because his story is that,
0: cause Littlefinger's story was stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah. His story was that. Yeah, so the the dagger was Littlefingers and then uh, Tyrion won it by betting against Jamie in a joust. And Tyrion's like, that's stupid, I would never bet against my brother. And that seems to be the most compelling argument, which it is, well, really.
0: The other compelling argument is that, like, I'm not an idiot. If yeah. I really was trying to kill someone, why would I give him my blade? Yeah, my Valyrian steel blade. <laughs> yeah, and um, the thing is, like, I'm I'm just very sympathetic to the mess that Kat's in with this because mm-hmm. like based on the information she had, I fully understand why she arrested him, but then like once you start to doubt it, what do you do? How do you Yeah you can't undo kidnapping him. You can't just be like, All right, um I'm gonna let you go and uh just tell your dad and we're cool. Like that's <laughs> not an option.
1: Here is an assortment of uh of uh chocolate truffles. Yeah, like they they like
0: co-sign a note. Like it was Littlefinger. Like what? <laughs> what do you do? And Catelyn still does mm. tend to believe Littlefinger. She has reason for not believing the Lannisters because remember Lysa told her the Lannisters killed Jon Arryn. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, like it's it's a predicament, you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Tyrion's like, oh, by the way, Littlefinger said that he had your maiden min he- head. Yeah. She's like you're <laughs> truly evil. <laughs> I, I mean,
1: that. okay. So, like, I'm really, I'm kind of like, like, I'm kind of on his side because it's hard not to be on somebody's side when they're like wrongfully arrested for like something they had like zero to do with. Yeah. Um, and like, and especially like, like because like people really do have it against him. Like, you know, like in the in flashback, these people who have never met him know nothing about him. Like, take one look at their look at him; they're like, "Kill him! Kill him!" And then, like, he repeats this this bit of, like, what has to be very common gossip. And Cat calls him truly evil. And you're just like, is that warranted? But on the other hand, it really, like, there are several moments where Tyrion really, really pissed me off in this chapter. Like, the way he holds grudges.
0: Yeah, it's very, it's honestly, the parallels to Cersei begin Mm -hmm. here.
1: Yeah, and he's all, like, he's, like, remembering the names of all these knights who, like, answered Cat's call to help her, and he's just like, I'm gonna remember your names, and I'm gonna, like, Get myself back. And then, like, there is this moment where, like, cause they get attacked by the Mad Men. Did we mention that?
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they get
1: attacked. There's, like, this, like, little mini battle. And one of his, one of his servants, like, basically, like, dies for him. That's basically what he does. And all he can think is about how he's an idiot.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's, it's difficult because. I don't know. I, I kind of had a similar reaction to where I was, like, really torn on Tyrion in this chapter because, you know, like, basically all he did was, like, go to Winterfell and read books, mm-hmm. and then he's just getting blamed for all the shit he didn't do for, like, reasons that are stupid, but then he's also... Yeah, it's like, everything's a slight, you know, mm-hmm. and he just... He wants revenge yeah. on anyone who... I mean, because who- I
1: have a one-track mind, like, I just think of, like, what Aryan would do in this situation. <laughs> like...
0: The way that, like, she would
1: think of everybody in this situation would be, like, just so totally opposite to the way that Tyrion thinks.
0: She'd just be blaming herself yeah. for, like, how, how she got into this. And, you know, and the Tyrion never blames that himself. Tyrion holds for Cat is, yeah. like, seriously, dude, with the information she had, like, what did you want her to do?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, and being angry at Catelyn in this situation... Like, Tyrion being angry at Catelyn is completely understandable. Like, oh, completely. Of but, like, it's just the kind of like very. And it's not even her that he's mad at. It's just like everybody involved who was
0: acting in, like, complete good faith. And <laughs> he's just mad <laughs> at the concept of being outsmarted.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, that's what it comes down to. You know, there's one moment
1: so, that's going to happen in a later chapter that really pisses me off that's kind of related to this. But uh, we'll yeah, get to that. I
0: truly don't believe Tyrion is as cruel as Cersei. And I do mm. think he's a smarter person than Cersei. It's <laughs> not hard. What? That's not hard. He's smarter yeah, than Cersei. Yeah, yeah, no. But <laughs> there's the paranoia, there's the extreme mm. pride, and there's the vindictive nature that are like 100% paralleled. And Tywin has that too. And yeah, Jamie kind of doesn't.
1: Yeah. Um. So the other thing I'll say before I move on is that like this is kind of the moment where I think we can talk about him rising because he fights in the battle and he does
0: pretty well. And I mean, I would say this is him, his rock bottom and the beginning of the upward trajectory. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, but it's not even just that, like the movement, it's just that like the way how empowered he feels fighting in that battle. And the fact that like, he ends up with a weapon at the end, you know, he has this like ax that he got from somewhere and he's like, like you can feel that he like, well, he basically says that like, Oh, I think maybe I might be able to get out of this situation because at the beginning of the day I was tied up, and now here I am with this axe. <laughs> so he—he he, this is where he starts getting a little bit of a swagger.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. So that swagger continues in Tyrion Five. Um, is kind of where <laughs> he is already imprisoned in the Sky Cells in the Eyrie. There's Remember, a Catelyn yeah, chapter. There's,
1: there's there's flashbacks a lot. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right. Wow. Um. Game of Thrones, so it, a Game of Thrones, the novel, was so like tight narratively, like everything was like so go 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 for lack of a better phrase.
0: Yeah, so basically, he flashes back to when mm-hmm. they got to the Erie, and Lyce is just like the most horrible person ever.
1: <laughs> like, however bad you think Tyrion is as a person, she's just someone like she's and just she's like oh, he did this, and he also killed Jon
0: Aaron. which she, she just
1: like, pulled out of her ass, just yeah. like. No evidence whatsoever. She's just like, he's a Lannister. He killed my husband. And everyone's just
0: like, well, I mean, oh, I mean, I okay. she wants someone to be guilty for that.
1: Because, well, yes, yeah, she killed her husband, but uh-huh.
0: <laughs> But no one knows. <laughs> no, but just like, because
1: like, I, I wrote in the notes, I think the theme of this chapter is feudalism is dumb. Because she says this like random thing and everyone just accepts it because she's in charge for some reason
0: yeah and they're like okay um and he's just like that was a neat trick and like obviously he's being super sarcastic about everything that's going on which is making it like oh did i
1: kill him too who else did i kill please tell me
0: (laughs) but like i can't blame Tyrion one bit for Mm -hmm. (laughs) how pissy he is with everyone like what is he supposed to do so the chapter is really like him figuring out how to get mord to yeah because he's in
1: this horrible cell which sounds just like it's like like the cell is torture in itself. It's got like three walls, and the wall that's gone is like six thousand feet in the air.
0: Yeah, it's, it's oh god. Yeah, it's so terrifying to me. Yeah, so and it's slightly sloped. <laughs> so eventually, he he bribes Mord, being like, mm-hmm. "I have a bag of gold. Just like come, please, please tell Lysa I'm ready to confess." Because basically, he doesn't think that anything else could get him out of there. I think yeah. he's been in there for like two months. Also,
1: no. You're thinking of Arya. It's like two or three days,
0: Uh, maybe. All right, fine. Definitely not two months. Between two weeks and two months. Um, So, so they get all happy, and he's like, "I'm going." They're like, "Oh, a confession! I told you this guy sells all his work." And he's like, "He just confesses to times he was bad."
1: Yeah, like once he said mean things about the lords and ladies of the court. I mean, there are things that they they kind of add on the show that, like,
0: yeah. But Did he say he, like, jacked off into soup once? That was in the show. Quite yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. It was, like, really yeah. stupid shit. And he brought a
1: donkey and a honeycomb into the brothel and stops there. Everyone's like, oh, my God, what happened with the honeycomb and the donkey? Nobody cares. Um <laughs> oh, and this is where we meet the lovely little Robert Aaron. Uh, oh, my God. Who wants to throw people out the door. The moon door.
0: Yeah, so it's obvious that, like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Tyrion's like, okay, obviously these people are crazy and I'm not gonna get any kind of fair hearing here. So he asks for a trial by combat. And he thinks he's being super clever because he can send for his brother, who would obviously come running to help him. My little heart. Um Well Jamie probably would. Yeah, well he, he totally would, but to. it would take him like at least a month to get there. <laughs> so yeah. like he's basically stalling, but Lysa won't hear of it. She's just like, Oh no, 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 the, the trial by combat's gonna be tomorrow. And then he's just like then he basically calls her on being like an insane tyrant.
0: Yeah, he's like, Is this how justice is done in the Vale? Which
1: a 100% fair.
0: Yeah. And like, you can tell that Catelyn's really upset with the situation yeah. too at this point. She's like, She's oh, like This my is my prisoner. Lysa's like, Well, whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the, the chapter ends with Lysa being like, You needed, too bad, we're doing this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then Bronn is finally like, All right, I'll be your champion. <laughs> Who's Bronn? Braun is a cell sword. Yeah, he's the random asshole. Who, um he, he's just he's just a cell sword. He makes some body jokes a little yeah. bit on the road up there, but like it's not it's definitely not Braun of the show. Well
1: they bond they bond a little bit uh after the battle. They talk about yeah. how they need to go fuck somebody now. But um yeah, he's one of the cell swords who like randomly offered to help Kat in the end.
0: Yeah, and so he just—he's obviously just in this for money. And yeah. Tyrion's like, okay, whatever. I have money. Um, I actually what a perfect read match. the trial by combat. What
1: You actually read the trial by combat from cancer Yeah, party?
0: I read—I read the Catlin chapter where that happens, just because I was curious. Mm-hmm. Catlin's just like, this is stupid. <laughs>
1: She's like making fun of all of her sister's suitors.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she like, and and her uncle's like, what the fuck is happening here? And Cat's like, I I don't know, dude. <laughs> Don't ask me. Um, but then, like, you can also tell that she's like, whether he wins or not, she's not like, it, I think she's fine with either at that point, because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I've lost control of this, so. Yeah. Okay. He lives. Anyway, uh, Tyrion six, though, is after Bronn wins the trial yeah, by combat. Yeah, Bronn
1: wins the trial by combat. Ooh. Ooh. Who could have seen that coming? Um, because well, he's a young guy, and Cervantes is yeah.
0: like 50.
1: Uh, so. And he doesn't fight honorably, right? Because honor gets you well,
0: killed. He's, like, he's <laughs> kind of doing rope-a-dope, where he's just, like, yeah. dancing around and letting the other guy tire himself out. He's hiding behind statues and shit, and then he just... Yeah. You know.
1: Um, so, basically, because because garden. Lysa is still an asshole, even after he wins, she's just like, Okay, so I'm gonna, like, leave you kind of in the mountains of the moon. Good luck. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so it's basically another kind of death sentence. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Bronn is savvy. He's like, don't light a fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to get
1: killed. We're going to travel only by night. And Tyrion's um, just like, "Uh, yeah, no.
0: Yeah, they do get, uh, mountain men do come to, like, kill them, but then Tyrion ends up bribing them by basically being like, we will give you weapons because I think Lysa is the worst too.
1: Yeah, I will give you the veil of Aaron, I think is what he says. Um, but there is an important kind of uh beat like, when they're waiting, like, Bron goes, finds a goat, and they're cooking the goat, and they're just kind of chilling around the fire. And this is where he we first hear the story of Taisha. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell the story of Taisha? Because I kind of don't want to.
0: It's disgusting. I hate yeah. it. I explained like, it to my boyfriend really... last year,
1: uh, last night. When did I do it? Yeah. I had to tell somebody the story very recently. I don't want to do it again.
0: <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, Tyrion and Jamie were traveling somewhere and there was a a girl being set on by like some bandits or something i don't even remember mm-hmm. who were trying to rape her so then Jamie chases them off and then Tyrion like stays with her uh to make sure she's okay and they go into a tavern and they like eat a whole chicken together yeah and like after a bunch of hours like 5 or 6 hours um she's like calmed down and they like had some wine and stuff i think he's 13 and she's 14 yeah uh and then they end up getting married. just yeah well they have sex that night and then they find I think, drunk septum
1: don't hmm? they find drunk sept and then have sex i don't remember the order of that well, there. those two things both happen
0: yeah uh they get married for two weeks they live in like this nice little cottage they mm-hmm. don't have any servants and they kind of like play at being married um is what Tyrion referred to it as mm-hmm. And, uh, then, <clears throat> after two weeks, um, Tywin finds Tywin- out. Tywin, what? Tywin finds out. Uh huh, Tywin finds out and he basically drags them back to Castle Rock and he's like, Jamie has to tell you the truth now. And Jamie tells him the truth. Which is that uh, Taisha is a sex worker and it was a trap and Jamie paid extra for a virgin and the point was to finally make Tyrion feel like a man and oh, uh, I love like this story <laughs> so many ways and Tywin's like to prove your point yeah to, to pr- prove this point I will prove that she's to- a
1: sex worker by having her gang raped
0: <laughs> yeah so but uh, it's okay because she'll get paid. Well, the the faint is that she's still a sex worker so mm-hmm. every single guard, Lannister guard gets to have sex with her for a silver stag mm-hmm. and then after that's done he makes Tyrion have sex with her for the price of a golden dragon cuz Lannisters so are her. uh-huh. Um it's also a great way to give your son VD but okay. <laughs>
1: I think one of the criticisms of the world building is that there's not nearly enough ED in this world. <laughs> but, God.
0: Um, and then he doesn't know where Tysha went. She yeah. just disappears. And he's like, oh, I was so stupid for believing she loved me. No one could love me. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, a whore yeah. or whatever. Um, and that's the story. Of course, the reality, which we find out in a storm of swords is that she wasn't a sex worker. And Tywin just did that
1: yeah he just did that to like some random girl that his son was in love with
0: yeah so she got <sighs> gang raped and then yeah disappeared and uh he was you know we i think uh it's like raped by proxy basically but you know he was obviously forced to participate and yeah yeah i fucking hate that story so much and Bron- and braun hears it and he's just Bron like, is like oh, yeah I- if
1: somebody did that to me i would kill him
0: yeah, like, even if she had been a sex worker, like, just yeah. the whole, the public humiliation aspect and just all of it is, like, so fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't, uh, I don't think even sex workers would consent to that kind of situation necessarily. To being gang raped? No. Well, the, the faint, like I said, like, the, the sham was that, Oh, they're paying, so she's. It's still. It's not rape because it's just her services, right? Well, Everyone's it's clearly. Her.
1: I don't think she could have opted out of performing those services. Uh,
0: no. Maybe no, that's right. Can. But like, the, wait, I don't that, know. That, that's what I'm saying.
1: The whole thing is slightly
0: fucked up. Um, yeah.
1: Um. So, couple things about this. I I was kind of shocked, like on the reread, how fast Tyrion kind of spills his guts on this story. Right? And I didn't it, remember that. It makes you wonder if it's happened before. Like, every time he slightly bonds with somebody. Like, I'm surprised he didn't tell John. Like off
0: screen, did he tell Mormon about this? Yeah.
1: I mean, like, it's, it's clearly, like, his deep, dark secret, but it's one that he really wants to share, you know? Like, he doesn't like kind of just keeping it in like that. If yeah. that makes any sense. I mean, it's not like he's looking for pity. He's not, but he hates, like, keeping it in.
0: Yeah. I I was a little shocked at how quickly it came up too. I was like, oh, yeah. we're already okay. God is disgusting. Oh my god.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then uh you know, it's very clear that Braun is completely cynical, wants money. Like mm-hmm. that's one hundred percent clear. Another thing another interesting shade to the story, and this is um what comes up I think when he's talking to the mountain men too. Yeah. Is that Tyrion? Uh, basically shames people by being like, am I more manly than you? I'm a dwarf. Like, what's wrong with you? I have, I'm more brave. (laughs) And it's very, uh, it's again, Cersei-esque in the way that like, masculinity is sort of weaponized and it's like, he, he implies that they're not as manly as he is. And we see Cersei say shit like this all the time too. Like, maybe I should be the man. Literally (laughs) by the the skirts. You're like, okay. Cool,
1: cool, 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 cool. Okay, Tyrion seven.
0: So Tyrion and his new mountain clan friends. Yeah, so he
1: basically, like, gets four mountain clans to come down with him to, to the Riverlands.
0: Yeah, and it's like Shagga, son sort of Dolph. <laughs> it's great. Timit Achella, son of Timit. Daughter of timid some of timid daughter Chella, daughter of Cheek. someone i want to say Peek. yeah Cheek. yeah or something like that <laughs> anyway so they all reach the lannister war camp at the inn at the crossroads oh, oh they are. yeah it's the and same inn, inn where he got captured like, yeah she's like isn't she swinging outside yeah
1: i don't give it or
0: cool. gibbet. uh so tywin and kevin are there and they're just like oh you're not dead
1: yeah, no, like, there's this, like, random guy who sees him in the interest of the camp, and he's, like, all, like, amazed and happy to see him. And then he walks into this room with his uncle and his father, and they're like, oh, hi, Tyrion. We thought you were dead. I mean, Kevin cares a lot more than Tywin, and Kevin doesn't care that much.
0: Yeah, so they're just discussing military movements. It's not yeah. that interesting. Rob's heading south. Uh, Tywin basically ropes Tyrion's mountain clans into fighting for them.
1: Yeah, by using toxic masculinity.
0: Yes. that He's just like, well, we don't
1: blame you for being scared of the... The mountain, the northern men were all like fearsome warriors. I, t- yeah. Tywin is kind of like awesome in his horrible way, where the way he is just like like this crazy situation happens where his son comes
0: in with these like like random mountain people, and he just like rolls with it. <laughs> he ends up with a few hundred more men. I mean, he's obviously not tough, but it's kind fair. of awesome. He's like see. a complete deckhead, but yeah, but he's not a complete idiot. No, no, it's kind it's kind of cool that it's like oh okay. Mm. Yeah. Now we're gonna do this. Um, a weird, weird, like really nothing much worth commenting on happened in this chapter, except like mm-hmm. <laughs> the weirdest thing to me is that Tyrion sees the innkeeper hanging from the gibbet, and he's like, "Good." <laughs> like what?
1: Yeah, he's just like, "All I wanted was a room and a meal," and you're just like, "What did she do?" <laughs> like, how is it <laughs> a problem? Or like, how? What could she have done any differently? <laughs> Like he comes in there and he, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any rooms. And he's just like, I don't. Is he mad that he didn't have a room for her? I don't. She didn't have a room for him. I don't know. Like, why is he upset with her and why is he happy? I don't, it I don't was understand. really
0: strange. That was very cersei asked too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that bitch! She ran the place where I got arrested. Like what? <gasps> anyway, um, Tyrion eight's got a little more to it. Where there's a dinner mm-hmm. party uh, <laughs> that his father and some lords. <laughs> Our at because they're planning the upcoming battle against it's like a
1: picnic it's like a picnic on top of a hill
0: yeah um and then basically tywin's like yeah you're going to be in the vanguard
1: and Tyrion's like oh well, all of a sudden i'm not hungry
0: yeah shocking so yeah. he uh apparently he asked bronn to find him a, a girl so he goes back to his tent and bronn is there with shay hooray we get to meet shay how exciting joy and i love shay <laughs> she's just
1: the best um, so he basically hires her rather explicitly for the girlfriend experience.
0: They find out He's exactly just like, who she was stolen from. She was someone else's yeah. sex worker.
1: Yeah. So um, he says that like, okay, so I want you to have sex with me, but I also want you to laugh at my jokes and like rub my feet and be monogamous with me and like. Say <laughs> and that she's that you, just like, and like okay. say that you care about me, and she's like, cool. Yeah, that's my job now. Fine. It might be important that. later that this is explicitly what he's hired her for.
0: Yeah, so then they have. Just keep it in mind. Then they have sexy sex times, which mm-hmm. are described in some detail. <laughs> which I don't need to hear about every time. Like, oh my god, there's so much sex in this reread.
1: <laughs> oh, another thing I want to mention just to throw some shade at the fucking show um, Tyrion says that this is the first time he's had sex in like a year and a half.
0: Yeah, just, he didn't really have sex with Roz.
1: I mean, no, it's just like. He's, he's like the most like lecherous character in
0: the entire series and they've managed to overdo his sex. It's true what they say about northern girls. Yeah. And just like, I just want to point that out. Yeah. Anyway, the next morning, um, is the, is the battle.
1: Yeah. And Tyrion doesn't do that badly.
0: No, I, I, to be perfectly honest, I cannot follow battles (laughs) like at all. My brain just turns off and I stop caring. Mm -hmm. Um, he does fine, but like a bunch of his men get killed or wounded.
1: Yeah, like half of his mountain men die because, like, like basically, like his father is using him as cannon fodder, which is charming.
0: But luckily for him, Rob was actually just doing a feint, and he's headed yeah. for the Whispering Wood, where his mom is going to stand and have an awesome monologue.
1: Yeah, it's the next chapter, actually. Um, <laughs> so um, Tywin does this thing during the dinner party that really pisses me off. Yeah, where he keeps like explicitly comparing Tyrion to Jaime. Like your brother wouldn't be upset about being in the van. And you're just like you asshole. First of all, like even if yeah, even if they were both like able bodied and like, you know, trained as knights, that would be just rude. It's
0: <laughs> Just rude. It's not very good parenting and it's not really no. gonna motivate someone more, but I guess he's trying to use toxic masculinity against Tyrion. His oh, own it runs in the yes. family. <sighs> Maybe it's like they were all raised by the same abuser. I don't know. Yeah. God. Fucking horrible. All right. So, Tyrion 9, this is the last chapter in A Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, it is. It's
1: kind of shocking actually.
0: Yeah. So, Tywin's war council uh goes on after this. And for anyone who remembers what happens at bearing Woods, Jamie gets captured. <laughs>
1: Jamie gets his ass captured.
0: Oh, the fucking idiot. I mean, it took like six of them, but he got captured. <laughs> Uh, so then Tyrion kind of has, like, basically the war council is just full of the dumbest people that have ever existed, <laughs> yeah. and they're just making all these horrible suggestions, and then Tyrion's like, no,
1: no. Like, yeah, let me say some moderately intelligent things. Yeah, like, because
0: yeah. they're like, oh, we have to sue for peace, and Tyrion's like, we can't do that. Yeah, remember when the king executed Ned Stark? Yeah, like, this is they're not gonna sad. work. <laughs> um, so then Tywin sends everyone out of the room. And, and it's like,
1: Tyrion, I am shocked to find out that you are not stupid.
0: Maybe it was something my sister said to me many years ago I was right. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Um And then Tyrion's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, oh, he's assuming Jamie's dead. So <laughs> that's yeah. why he's being nice to me now. Cool. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, basically, Tywin says. I don't know what Cersei's doing down there, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. So she wants me to be hand, you go in my stead and be acting hand while I'm. Yeah. Deputy hand. Bar. I think that sounds better. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. Um, that's that chapter. Oh, he says, uh, please don't bring the sex worker with you. Cause that's like, he does not say
1: please. And he does not call her a sex worker, but yes, don't bring that whore to court with you. Yes. Yes. Um, so, what shocked me reading this is just, like, the Lannisters down really fucked militarily.
0: Yeah, like, right? They're fucked. Yeah. How do they
1: get out of this?
0: They get out of this because the Baratheons cannibalize each other and Theon pulls the Theon. But even, like... <sighs> Rob loses Winterfell. Like, that's what it yeah. comes down to.
1: I mean, they basically only have their own forces. They have no allies whatsoever.
0: yeah. And then they, like, spend all the resources to just pacify Doran, which we'll get to. But <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Um, but not, no, it's, it's because the Bratheons really. end up fighting each other. That's, they just get super lucky. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know. Uh, That's Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's Game of Thrones. Uh, Tyrion is, like, surprised that his father is giving him this task. But then. Yeah, because
1: we learn later that, like, he was in charge of the, like, cisterns and drains in Castle Rock. But I kind of, like, assumed that he had some kind of, like, military or administrative experience. But yeah. it doesn't seem to be the case. Like, this seems to be the first time he's, given any, he's been given any actual responsibility.
0: Yeah. And this is, like, uh, this is quite the responsibility. So, yeah. you know, interesting call. Especially, from. like,
1: on on the, like, you know, strength of, oh, you said something moderately intelligent in a meeting once.
0: Yeah. And then Tyrion's, like, I wonder if he's expecting me to fail. But, like, at the same time, what else is Tywin supposed to do? Do you know so
1: Tywin's kind of fucked right now,
0: <laughs> and uh, he's totally right that Tywin gave up on Jamie basically,
1: yeah, cause he's just such a fucking drummer, yeah.
0: But uh, Tyrion also uh decides he's gonna take Shay with him, yeah, because and that's he- the note that a Game of Thrones ends on for him, mystifyingly, <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, he's so like cowed by his father, like the way that like he's still doing the whole class clown routine, but like it has this like very angry kind of muttery aspect to it you know and this is like where he, like the only place where he seems willing to defy him
0: yes in a way i agree with that anyway on clash of kings there are 15 chapters so we are gonna have to go go, go go every every minute just go 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 <laughs> not a wasted seat uh, okay so
1: um we, he first shows up in a Santa chapter where uh, Joffrey has his little birthday tourney, and he's just being a poop doodle.
0: And Santa uh, saves Dantos. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he and like Tyrion just kind of rides in, and like Marcella and Tom are like, "Hey, we're glad you're not dead." <laughs> They're like, like well, the only okay. people.
0: Where's your mom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Marcella and Tom are the only people who actually like this guy. It's kind of sad. Um, They're like so, such yeah. good kids. They really are. Yeah. I hope nobody fucks
0: him up. So yeah, he kind of like barges in I think it's a small council meeting, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so his first chapter, it's a small council meeting and so like, what are you doing here?
1: <laughs> yeah, She's like, she hasn't seen him in like a year at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's that sibling <laughs> affection? <laughs> um. So he, you know, shows her that he's acting as deputy hand and she's like all mm-hmm. pissed off but you know, what she's supposed to do, she has to accept it. So they kind of like she kind of fills him in on, like, the haps of King's Landing, which is just horrifying.
1: Yeah. She just, and she, like, just up and up admits to killing Robert. Or creating circumstances in which he is, he was sure to die. Yeah, th- this is
0: when they're talking alone. <laughs> she, yeah. She, point out, she doesn't <laughs> say that to the small council.
1: And I think this is the first time she, like, casually admits to the incest, too. She's just like... Because he asks her who kills John Aaron And she's just like... I really I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. But she's really defensive
0: about it too, so Yeah. he probably still thinks she did it. Um, um however, uh Tyrion has a really important mission. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So he left his girlfriend, or rather the sex worker he hired to be his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um his escort? In,
0: like I don't even know. Yeah. yeah.
1: She's his exclusive sex worker, okay. He has he has her own retainer.
0: Um, <laughs> just like um just like Eleanor and uh Max in season one
1: exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> but I don't think she's even allowed to give
1: anyone handjobs <laughs> um, this is a bunch of shit um, so he goes to some random inn where she's holed up with like Chella and Varus is already there dun 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 uh huh
0: and Varus is like I can't do Roy to Varus it's bad <laughs> what does Varus say it's like why did you hide her from us my lord <laughs> This is so mm. bad. I didn't expect you to come here. This <laughs> Tyrion is so weird too. But I mean, it's it's consistent at least. Mm. But basically, he's just like, "Ha I know where she is." So Tyrion, yeah. Um, so Tyrion's like, "Well, this sucks." And then Varys is like, "I know everything." <laughs> and he's like talking about it, like how. The walls have eyes, basically. Yeah, he's just basically (laughs) like, "Whoa, man, I know everything, huh?" And Tyrion is
1: like, "Okay, so like, there's, there's like, kind of like a couple of themes, like in every single one of his Clash of Kings chapters. One of them is like, I hate Cersei, but I think she's oddly hot. The second is like, I like shape." I like Shay, and nobody else better touch her. And the third is, I don't trust Faris yet. I will trust him anyway. And all three of them are on display in this chapter.
0: So in chapter two, all three yeah. of them are also on display. But mm-hmm. first, he has a date with Janos Slint.
1: Um, yeah, it's a man date. It's very manly.
0: Janos has just been given Hall, right?
1: Yeah, he's he was For made what he possible was he was a, um <laughs> because. Uh, Ned was trying to buy the City Watch,
0: right? And but like, Janice, Cersei just outbid him. Yeah, he basically just oh. sold it to Littlefinger. <laughs> yeah, but so Tyrion tries to like lean on him for information, um, and Jonas just and an he idiot. just like he's
1: yeah, and, and like he wants to get one of his toadies as his replacement for the City Watch, and um, he like admits to the whole like killing all of Robert's bastard thing, and he's just like, oh, I did very good management. Like delegation there because I chose a man that I knew was asshole enough to kill a baby. Mm-hmm. Aren't I the best? And-
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Tyrion just like. <laughs> Tyrion just fires his ass. Yeah, not
1: eventually. only fires his ass, it sends him to the wall.
0: He does it in a very clever way where Janice doesn't see the firing coming. It's really cool. Oh my god, mm. Tyrion's such an unnecessary <laughs> asshole here. I'm sorry. He's very unnecessarily dramatic. Oh, another theme that's kind of in his Clash of Kings chapters, not necessarily every single one, is that he hates anyone who's been loyal to his family. Okay, explain. Well, like... You'll see. You'll see. He just like anyone that like did shady stuff to help Cersei and Joff. He's like, oh, they're they're terrible. We can't have this around. It's like, but that's your family.
1: Yeah, and you did shady stuff to help your family too.
0: Yeah, like Janos with what he did with mm. the City Watch wasn't ethical, but like it helped him.
1: But it was really unethical.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, Tyrion's never wrong about like the types of characters these people are, it's just mm-hmm. strange that you're like, well, if you're going to de- need a lackey, like, I think the Paisal one is a little less motivated.
1: Well, we'll talk about the Paisal one later. Yeah. I have feelings. Um But like the thing, like, um I kind of like this chapter because it has like a very clear theme. It's very kind of like Beast for Crozish like that. Yes. Or like, he's talking about how much, like he's thinking about how much he hates Janice Lint. And like, you know, what kind of, like monster would do what he did. And then he's just like, oh, I have a bunch of monsters too. And so he asks Braun, like, if I asked you to kill a baby without question, would you do it? And Bronn is just like, well, I would ask how much money you would give me. Duh. And so then, like, you know, Tyrion reflects a little bit.
0: And he's like, maybe I'm not good. <laughs> yeah. Also, he has another conversation with Varys because he always has conversations with Varys. Yeah, he really does. And Varys is just like, see? see, the guy that I told you to actually replace the City Watch is a good one. Yeah. And Tyrion's like, well, who was it? It was um, Jocelyn... Jocelyn Bywater. Yeah. And Tyrion's like, yeah, he seems like a good guy. And then later he's like, wait a minute, did I just replace a, a, a Littlefinger lackey with a Varys lackey? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. He did. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I know, Varys does have that whole thing where he's competent as opposed to Littlefinger, yeah. right? And Janice by Water is kind of like that too.
0: I kind of like Cersei warns about uh, Varus later, where it's like he makes everyone think that he's sharing secrets with them and yeah. everyone thinks that he's indispensable. And I think he actually is playing Tyrion. Like, oh, he's, successfully. He,
1: of course he's playing Tyrion. Yeah.
0: So I, I think, mean, like, I, I think Tyrion's being an idiot about him a little bit, but at the same time, it's also like a measured risk. Like, I know mm-hmm. I can't trust Littlefinger. Because he lied about the dagger, I know well, I can't so, well, just. Cersei- so the thing that
1: Tyrion only seems to have realized is that he's come to the situation where he has no like none of his own resources. Like he has zero connection to any of these people. He has zero like base, and like Varys is offering to give him that base, and he really has no choice but to take it.
0: Yeah, you can you can make that. I mean, it's it's I think it's a measured risk. Like he knows. Yeah basically that he's getting in with Varys here but yeah if it's if it's kind of like you know if it helps him and it helps Varys then
1: cool but by the same token he still expects everyone to magically be loyal to him all of a sudden
0: yeah that's weird
1: why because he's Cersei and he's just like how dare you betray me and you're just like when did they owe you anything
0: yeah that was weird.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get to that more.
0: Obviously. And definitely in the Storm of Swords, we'll get to that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Tyrion. Anyway, Tyrion 3. Um, Stannis has declared himself king and he he basically sent the letter everywhere that's like, Joffrey's a bastard. Mm -hmm. And Cersei's like, what? This is, uh, this is ridiculous. Um, so then she and Littlefinger decide that they're going to make up a rumor about him that he's cuckolded. And yes. his wife is sleeping with her uncle?
1: No, no. They First, she suggests the uncle, because she's got incense on the, incest on the brain, because she's Cersei. But then Littlefinger's like, no, no, it should be the fool, Patchface.
0: Because right. that's an even
1: worse story.
0: And because Patchface looks like Shireen, because they both have stuff <laughs> on their face.
1: Oh god, you know... These people are just horrible. They remind me of Eleanor's roommates. from <laughs> <laughs> the good place. <laughs> you're just like I know you were a piece of shit, Eleanor, but you weren't nearly this bad.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> this is, like, this is so stupid. It's like, well, we're gonna spread rumors about him. <laughs> well,
1: at first, he's just like, if I burn all these letters, then, like, the genie will go back into the box and nobody will ever have heard these rumors. Yeah, and
0: Tyrion's like, do you think that he only sent these two letters? Like, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> what? And she's just like, I gotta stop my father from finding out. And it's just like, no, he knows already.
0: So Tyrion's just like, all right, let them do that. Uh, he then goes yeah. to begin ordering a giant chain be made by the city's metal mm-hmm. workers.
1: And he won't tell Cersei about it in the most annoying way. Yeah, which is so, like, it's obviously about the defense of the city. Like, just tell yeah, her that. Just, like, tell her, like, I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to have some fortifications made.
0: Yeah, like, she is Queen Regent. What would be yeah. the harm in telling her? She's not, like, going to, you know, try to, oh, we can't have chains. <laughs> like, she's she's busy writing stupid rumors about Stannis anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, then he, then he has another important mission.
1: An important mission that he's Task of Errors to help him with.
0: Yeah, where he goes to a classy, classy brothel run by Tataya. Mm.
1: Who's so classy and definitely not grossly pimping out her 16-year-old daughter.
0: Oh, I'll, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, my
1: God. It's a religious thing, Kylie. It's not racist. What are you talking about?
0: The Summer Islander... The- like, George, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. But, it's, yeah, so at this yeah. classy, classy brothel... Um. <laughs> so, it's really cool, because it seems like... <laughs> Chitaya is pimping out her daughter Alaya because Tyrion's like being led up to a room with her and talking about his erection. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, he's gonna her. do this, but in reality, Alaya is taking him to a room that has a secret passage in it, like yeah. the clue board game. And, and he he's gonna go it. down the
1: secret nap passage and she's gonna take a nap.
0: Yeah, and she does, and he meets Varys in the secret passage. Uh-huh. Who, who brings him to Shay. <laughs> Yep. shay has got her own house. And this is what he's, like, spending time and resources on.
1: (laughs) Government money. And an important government minister.
0: Yep. Hey, like father, like son. Cool. Yeah. I mean,
1: some people are going to be really pissed that you said that because there's no actual evidence that the tunnel was made by Tywin. Oh my god. And who cares about obvious themes? Why do they
0: think Shay ends up in his bed? Okay, whatever. I can't. Mm. I I can't. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like the people that are like Varys put her there because Tywin was just shitting, and he didn't have a sex worker there.
1: What even is a theme? It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, like I w- I want to talk about how Tywin uh, uh, Tywin <laughs> Tyrion Tywin did it too. <laughs> Tyrion is using government resources to uh, hide his girlfriend, and Varys is spending his
0: time on this. Yes, I, w- I want to. It's talk about, about as ethical as any Trump administration. It's fine.
1: <sighs> yeah, I guess.
0: Like it's you know. It's just it is what it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but so like he's so like anxious about keeping Shay safe, which is nice, I guess. But like, how did you even end up in this situation? And like, he's already like talked himself into this being like some kind of spectacular love story, you know? And he has to he he has he has to keep his lady love safe. Yeah, and just like like oh, you can keep her safe by being like, thanks. Here's like the remainder of your paycheck. Shake hands, like. Then she'll be safe. She can go off to wherever and get another John.
0: But he wants a girlfriend.
1: <sighs> okay, well, maybe he should try Lava Life.
0: Uh, there, I think there's more explicit sex in this chapter. There always is. All right, Probably. Tyrion 4. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yes! <laughs> This is the best chapter. I'm so excited about <laughs> this chapter. So Tyrion realizes that someone on the small council is loyal to Cersei and oh he no. needs to find out who it is because who betrayed him? Best. So he's the cleverest <laughs> person in the world. Uh, so basically he, there's,
1: he, he, like, he, he makes like three kind of very close related variations on this story. where so he wants one, to send it,
0: It's three different alliance. Uh, yeah. schemes, basically. And he tells Pycelle one, Littlefinger one, and Varus one. Well, two and... of them is
1: the same alliance with, like, different childhood.
0: Yeah. So, so for one, he says he's sending Marcella to Dorne. Yeah, and... that's what he tells Pycelle. Yeah. For Littlefinger, he says he's sending Marcella to the Vale. Yeah. And she's going to marry Robert when he comes of age, and mm-hmm. Va- Littlefinger is gonna, I don't know, do shit in the Vale, too. And then... Varys is like, oh, how's Marcella going to both places? And Tyrion's like, you got me. I'm actually sending Tommen to Dorne? Yeah. And that's what he tells Varys, but then...
1: Varys basically says, I know the other two stories, so...
0: Yeah, and Varys is like, okay, but like, what if one of these plans makes it back to the queen? And Tyrion goes, well, then I'll know who told. <laughs> and Varys is like, oh, very oh, you're clever. so clever. But he told Varys this. <laughs> And Varys told him that he knew all three stories. So, like, he's basically, like, Varys would just have to not tell Cersei, or he could have framed Pycelle. Like, any of this could have happened. Tyrion basically knew that Varys knew the whole thing, and he told Varys his reason for doing it. It's so stupid. (laughs) But, like, Tyrion
1: still thinks he's the cleverest person ever. And he's, like... Yeah,
0: he's so self-congratulatory.
1: Like, he knows, like, let's like, not think about Tyrion. Like, like he knows things, but he doesn't realize things. You that know, like, so he strange. knows that Shay's a sex worker who's in it for the money because she's a sex worker. But he doesn't realize what that means in terms of their relationship.
0: Yeah, and then, like, after each conversation, it's like, what? <laughs> what? three and you're like but you told morris He's such a sneaky sneak like if if george had just kept the last line as an internal monologue he could have just been like he could have just said something dismissive to morris but no yeah. like he outright tells morris his motives also in between we learned that like <laughs> shit is bad in king's landing
1: mm-hmm. like real bad yeah like, people are starving basically
0: tercy's around and i don't even remember what she wants from him
1: um yeah she's she's going around to like inspect the catapults or something and she's just like, why isn't she doing anything to defend the city? And like, Tyrion's doing all this stuff and he's not telling her about it? It's weird. And there's this whole th- like, um, yeah, is this the chapter where people like storm the castle and then, uh, Joffrey shoots them with his crossbow? That happens at some point.
0: <laughs> and he goes, he tells them to go either dead. actually, but I, Yeah. I don't-
1: that happens at
0: some point. It happened at some point. Also, also, just back to how stupid this plan is one more time. <laughs> okay, so one more time. <laughs> so, like, the thing he tells Pycelle is just like, hey, this is the alliance I'm planning. With Littlefinger, mm-hmm. he tells him an alliance that really benefits Littlefinger, because I think yeah. Littlefinger gets to be, like, Lord Protector of the Vale or something no, like that. No, he gets,
1: he gets Taron Hall, and he gets to be Lord uh, Paramount of the Riverlands. It's a fucking huge deal.
0: Yeah, so – yeah, that's right. Yeah, so why so- would
1: Littlefinger tell Cersei about it? Why would he want to stop this?
0: Right, exactly. Littlefinger has no reason to rat out – knows ratting out means that, like, Tyrion wouldn't trust him.
1: Yeah, and Pycelle, like, basically he gives Pycelle, he doesn't tell Pycelle anything. He gives him two copies of the same message and says, send this to the Prince of Dorne. And Pycelle's like, oh, what's it about? And Tyrion's like, oh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs>
0: also, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, yeah. why would he give him two copies of the same message? Well,
1: he, he was going to send it, like, two ravens just in case one gets lost. Oh. Because it's super important. That makes sense. But obviously, Pycelle sends one, and we see the other one, right?
0: Yeah. Um. Anyway, we can move on. From just, well, which is totally what I
1: would do, just out of morbid of curiosity. <laughs> but, you know, but, I mean, do we do we want to talk about how hilarious the Dornish lights? Shall <laughs> we oh do that God. later?
0: Well, okay. Cause, cause <laughs> it's not relevant also, to anything. Here is the other thing about this: like, whichever one gets leaked to Cersei is the one he's going to go with. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the weirdest part. Like, what if Pycelle had just mailed these letters dutifully and then. She comes back with Littlefinger's plan. And it's like, oh well, that was yeah a because lie.
1: like Varis probably wouldn't like the whole thing with sending Tom to the Vale. That was a non-starter. Like that message was never sent to anyone. He just told Varis about it. But he like legit is about to send Littlefinger to the Vale to to uh to negotiate this, and he legit sent that message to Marcella. So he literally offered Marcella to two people. So he's he's like, why wouldn't Littlefinger and Pysell route him out? Like, why is he assuming there's only one person who's loyal to Cersei? Or not even loyal to Cersei, but out of self-interest, would tell Cersei in this particular circumstance.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the weird thing. But basically, Littlefinger just ends up complaining to him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, my bad. But, uh, no, like, so the Dornish Alliance, like, just very quickly, because, you know, Dorn and I <laughs> are such Dorn stands that we can't, like, get over this. So Dorn hasn't declared for anyone, and yeah. they don't like the Lannisters a lot, but they're they, just they... not declaring for anyone. They're just sitting there.
1: Yeah, which, so, like, why would they, like, everyone assumes that they're going to join up with Renly. Yes. Renly assumes that they're going to join up with Renly.
0: Yes. And the way you wrote Oberyn assumes he's going to... Hmm? Uh, didn't you have Oberyn being like they should have joined with Renly in... Uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, I but, don't know. Uh, Oberyn just wants to do something. Yeah. But anyway, uh, to pacify Doran into basically not, not doing, doing anything. Not doing anything? Which they're is- not even asking him to fight. Just not doing yeah. anything. Tyrion is going to give him a hostage. I mean, a ward.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's going to give him a marriage alliance, uh-huh. which comes with a hostage for a few years.
0: He's going to give him a seat on the small council.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's going to give him a bunch of castles. And a bunch the, of gold. In the marchers, yeah. And, and a bunch of gold. So they just like get all this free shit. Yeah. I They're mean, I suppose like,
1: like the assumption that the Dornish would hook up with Renly was just like sincere because they don't understand Dorn and, and like the way the Dornish work. Mm-hmm. So like just like, I, I suppose they don't. Get the fact that their instinct is always to never be involved mm-hmm. in whatever shit's going on. Like, this isn't the Blackfire rebellions, it doesn't really have anything to do with them.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, sticking it to the Lannisters is one thing,
0: but, like. It's, it's bad. Our, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a really bad deal. Hey guys, so there is no good way to transition into this. I'm sorry, but it is now just Kylie alone here. Basically what happened was at this point in the podcast, uh, Julia and I had to stop our recording because my sister forgot her wallet and I had to run it outside to her. Uh, so we took a break and then we went to talk for another, um, almost two hours. Uh, that means that this would have been a three hour podcast, which is just not doable. So she said, oh, chop it in two. And then of course, we forgot to record an outro for part one. Uh, I know this is a little bit of a random stopping point. However, we are going to drop the next episode into the feed uh, probably in a week, I would say. You're not going to be sitting on that too long. And uh, of course, that also includes our concluding thoughts and Overarching analysis of Tyrion in the first two books. So a little bit deeper. Although I'm kind of, I, I don't hate that it's ending on that chapter that it did just because Tyrion's plan is so fucking stupid. I love talking about that nonstop. Anyway, now that you've just got me before I get out of here, I want to read a couple more reviews that we got on the podcast app. And I realized that the reviews we get are completely Determined by which podcast app you're looking at. So for instance, on Android, I don't see some stuff. So I'm on my iPad reading the ones on the Apple podcast app. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's through iTunes. It probably is, but yeah, just, uh, if, if you do like listening to us, rate and review on however you do listen to us. And that helps with discoverability. So I'm just going to read a couple right now. Uh, this one was from a year ago. Oh my God, we're so bad. Uh, by Ozzy Loomis. Uh, which said an excellent podcast for both GOT and A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, this podcast is fantastic. I've re-listened to a lot of them. This podcast has allowed me to understand the A Song of Ice and Fire books in ways I might not have before. It's a fun listen to for people excited about this material. Always looking forward to the next one. That's really nice. I mean, the idea that... Like, I kind of feel as though before I met Julia, I didn't even understand A Song of Ice and Fire. Like, I didn't really understand how to read before Julia. She explained to me what a literary theme was. So I'm really glad, like, the first thing she and I did together that really kicked off our relationship was the Ariane reread, Trial by Folly*, which you can still uh Google Find and I think I've linked to it in my blog, uh, and that was just so like illuminating in terms of looking deeper, looking into something, and sort of discovering something that isn't often talked about in the forums, and just seeing that meaning and really peeling back what Martin's going for. So I'm really, really like thrilled that that might be the effect that this podcast has had, uh, at least for Ozzie Loomis. Uh, the next one is by scholar Sarah offers a valuable perspective. I really enjoy both their critical analysis of Game of Thrones and The Song of Ice and Fire. Their analysis really reflects and develops the concerns I have with the choices the show is making. And I really enjoy seeing the books through their perspective. Even when they are gushing about aspects of the novel they enjoy, it is accompanied by in-depth critical analysis that communicates what there is in the story that is worthy of the affection they have for it. And the converse is true when they discuss the show. Their analysis justifies their anger for it. I hope so. Um thank you, Sarah. That's, that's really nice. I do hope that we try to at least back up what we say. I know our perspective is, you know, very limited by our own backgrounds and understanding, but we do at least try to bring a general empathy to where we're coming from to express it. I mean, you're going to hear us uh, struggle with that at the end of this podcast because I just don't like tearing that much. You'll find out. I mean, it's, that's it not spoiling anything. I just think he's kind of a, a jerk. Um, but it's, you know, definitely a character that I find challenging and I find a reread very useful. So I'm actually really, really excited for us to later reread, uh, his chapters in A Storm of Swords and Dance with Dragons so that we can get on with that. For now, you know, like I said, the part two of this particular podcast is going to be up within a week. Shouldn't be, uh, later than that. And then moving forward from there, Julia and I have to decide which retrospective we're doing next and really get on that. February kind of didn't exist as a month for us. So uh we're a little behind, I think, where we planned, but we both have time where we're going to be able to devote to it. So that's what we've got in the pipeline. Other than that, you know, be sure to still check out the fundamentals. We write there and stuff. Uh Julia might even be writing a little bit more than than in the past uh so we'll just find out about that and it's certainly also a good place to keep up with the stuff our other writers do there's been really excellent analyses lately uh gretchen's in charge of that uh section so i certainly can't take credit for anything there but i've just been as i'm copy editing i'm like enjoying reading the site like a fan so that's really really cool to see that we have a growing team with that oh by the way if you're ever interested in writing for the fundamentals um if you go I think it's at the bottom of our page, we have a, a form. It's like a f like interested in writing for us and you just fill it out. And uh we're definitely always uh looking. To grow our pool. So if that, if, if that's something that you think that you'd get enjoyment out of, uh, you know, we have use for you, whether it's just like, Hey, I want to write about trailers as they drop <laughs> or I want to write, you know, 10,000 word frenetic analysis is whatever you, analyses, whatever you want. Um, but yeah, d- definitely keep that in mind. Uh, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, tell friends, or if maybe there's a really cool show fan in your life and you want to annoy them you could tell them to no don't do that uh but yeah other than that thank you so much for listening uh we really appreciate it every time and i will talk to you guys next time all right bye
1: Whatever. I have two dogs and
0: two boys here, so it's fine. Ooh, you have both Cookie and Roxy.
1: No, I have Parker and Arthur.
0: Parker and Arthur. Who are these dogs?
1: Well, Arthur is my nephew, okay. and Parker is his best bud.
0: My grandpa's name is Arthur. That's pretty. That's pretty rocking. Hmm. <laughs> that's such a weird name for a dog. What Arthur? My family
1: likes to give dogs human names. That's just so stately. Yeah, he's a very stately young man. Is who's he? a dog? What kind of dog? Schnauzer.
0: Schnauzers actually are stately. It's it's the beard. It's their little grandfathers. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Jojen.
1: Yeah, that's what I'll be naming my dog, Jojen.